What's going on, guys? This is your boy HD, and welcome back to season number two of the Textual Talk. I'm still getting used to this since I changed it. Previously, it was Let's Talk Tech, so if you type it in, you may find us. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, share it out for the YouTube algorithm. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you name it, Anchor, favorite it, you know, keep on watching and sharing it out. You know what I'm saying? Listening when you go into work. But yeah, we got a special guest for you today. We have the lovely Miss Rachel. Can you give her a round of applause, please? Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> All right. Um, so, guys, what I'm going to do is I'm going to let Rachel introduce herself and then we're going to get the show on the road. Yeah, sure. So my name is Rachel. Um, I am originally from Houston, Texas, currently based in Dallas, Texas. Um, I currently work in the IT industry, um, specifically with Salesforce, been working in the industry for about three years now. Um, and I'm just here to talk everything about Salesforce. So hope you all enjoy. Nice, nice. Oh, I didn't know you was, uh, a Texas native. You gave me like uh, East Coast vibes. <laughs> East Coast. Okay, that's different. Nah. Do they play the uh, South Side at like every family function? <laughs> well, I'm Nigerian, so no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so your background is actually going to be pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. Just briefly, and you don't have to go in depth, kind of, because we're from the South, I'm from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Things in tech aren't that big down here. So it's kind of different when people are young and actually in tech. So kind of give maybe a brief background for as um, I say probably from like, I don't know if you did college or whatever your route was, but kind of like your background story of like whether you were doing something else and then you decided to get into tech or whatever. So kind of give us that background and tell us a little bit about like how it was uh, growing up in Houston. Yeah, sure. So, um, Like I said, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Um, I actually went to school up north, um, well, the northern side of um, Texas, so in Denton. Um, So it's about 45 minutes north of Dallas. Uh, I started off studying biochemistry. So I'll start by saying my route into tech is very untraditional. Um, I absolutely did not know that I was going to do tech up until after I graduated. So um, I started off studying biochemistry um, through college. I worked as a pharmacist technician, like at a local pharmacy near my school. Um, so I became more familiar with that industry. And along the way, I decided like, this is not for me, like very quickly, it's not for me. Um, so I, that kind of made me wanted to explore other avenues. But, you know, at that time, it was, a, it was a little too late. Well, not too late, but um, I was still able to change my major. Um, so I actually changed my major to integrative studies. So it was an integrative degree, um, which was composed of the classes I already took. So it was biology, um, health and business. So after I graduated, um, I stayed in a health field. I worked for a medical device company as just a quality assurance coordinator. And, um, that's, that was my first introduction into tech. We were going through like a um, organization-wide implementation, um, software implementation using Salesforce. So that was actually like my initial introduction to the IT industry, to Salesforce. Um, I was one of the end users, um, the testers to make sure that like what at that time the consultants built out still aligned with our business processes. So um, I was able to get you know, a little hands on, um, get my hands dirty from that experience. And from there, like I just took, like took it upon myself to just learn more about Salesforce, um, with all like the online resources that are provided, like Trail. I, I primarily use Trailhead at that time to just, you know, really go into the sandbox and just play around. And, um, yeah, a lot of me entering into tech was just, um, had a lot to do with my curiosity and just me wanting to just, learn a different skill set that, um, you know, I wasn't taught elsewhere. And of course I networked with people who were already in the tech industry. It wasn't at that, like you said, it wasn't too many, um, people at that time that I actually had, um, access to, to just, you know, 
that was a phone call away. Um, I actually had access to about like two people at the time that I, you know, whenever I had a question, I would just, you know, reach out to them and ask them like, Hey, how did you navigate through this? Um, so, but I used my resources at that time very heavily and, um, I still use my resources that I use when I first started. So I still use Trailhead. I still use um, the people who I knew were in tech at the time. And along the way, like you just figure out more resources as you dive more into um, your career in the industry. Nice, nice. That's what's up, man. So you went to UNT. Did you go there uh, the same year as my guy Tate went? Yes, I did. <laughs> and that was one of my resources. <laughs> He's still gotcha. one of my resources. Yeah, we worked oh, yeah. together. At, uh, well, I met him when he was one of his internships at, uh, we could say it now, we don't work there anymore, at McAfee. And that was, what, oh, four McAfee. years ago? Yeah, so I've been on him for like four years now. And then after nice. that, him and I both worked together at Optive, my last company, uh, for about... I want to say a little bit right before he graduated and a little bit after he graduated, uh, he worked with us. And, you know, I knew back then he was going to be special. So I always I always nice. try to give my guy his flowers when uh, I can. <laughs> I wasn't able yeah. to do it on that spaces the other night just because everybody's trying to talk. But, you know, right. Taylor, if you're listening, shout out to you, dog. You're going to go far. Shout out to you. <laughs> like Webby said, hey, dog, I don't know who you with, but you're going to be some. Hello. But uh, <laughs> it's funny, like. A lot of us who went to college for one thing always end up transitioning into something else. Like for me, I always tell everybody I went to I went to Louisiana Tech, by the way. Um, nice. I went there and I thought I was going to be an architect. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out what the architecture kids have to do. And I was like, mm, that's not my strongest skill set. So I made an executive decision, you know, within the end of my first quarter, because we're on the quarter system, hey, I'm going to go to computer information systems. And that's, you know, that's kind of like how that worked out for me. Uh, so you've been doing what, working with Salesforce since you left college? Um, I've been working with Salesforce a year after I left college. So I started off as an end user. Um, and after that role, I actually went into um, an internship role where I um, dived a little further into Salesforce as far as like, you know, utilizing my past skill sets and um, really understanding like how to um, utilize like the process builder um, create reports, things like that. Um, during my internship, the internship was about three, three months long. Um, and then following that internship, I actually was, um, in a rotation program. So in that rotation program as well, I was also using Salesforce. So got you. So I think Mm -hmm. we probably put the the horse in front of the carriage or is it the kids for the horse? I don't know. I messed that up, by the way. Uh, Horse in front of the kids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, (laughs) let's do this for the the viewers. You know, if you're just tuning in, make sure you hit that like button. Share it on YouTube for me. But check it out. Explain to us what is Salesforce. I have an idea, but you're going to laugh at this. I've never researched what Salesforce was, but oh, really? I I know it's important because I see it all the time, but I just hadn't, you know, looked at it because I had one of my, my clients. Uh, it was funny when you said trailhead. So she's missing me every day. Yeah, I'm on trailhead. I'm learning this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I didn't <laughs> got to, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. explain to everybody, you know, a little bit about what Salesforce is and um, I guess what type of business may or may not use it, things like that. You know, I think when people kind of put used to something, it kind of clicks for them a little more. Yeah, sure. So um, the way that I like to explain it, um, well, by definition, Salesforce is a CRM cloud platform system. So um, it's, it's in the cloud and it's pretty much used to manage customer relationships Um and Salesforce could be used by any company, whether it's um, 
the company size is 10 associates or 10,000 associates. Like it's built for any company size, any industry. Um, and it just works well. It's very user friendly. Um, and there's a lot of resources. I actually have about one, two, three, four trailhead tabs open right now. Um, I reference trailhead a lot. It's, there's just so many resources available um, as far as like learning Salesforce, but pretty much what I focused on was the service side. So um, it was the, how, how do I explain this? Pretty much the client has like, let's say roughly 10,000 um, customers. What Salesforce is used is to manage those customers' relationships. So you'll have um, an object that's named the contacts object, and that's pretty much used to manage that contact. So anytime you're working with a particular contact, um, you can just search that contact into the global search and all the information that's related to that contact uh, will appear, whether it may be a case or an account or um, just any financial information or, you know, just anything that is related to that contact. It's like on that central screen. Um, so, but there's just so much that you can do with Salesforce. Like, I don't even know where to start. I know when I first started with Salesforce, I learned like the fundamentals, like what is an object? Like what is a field? Um, how to create a report? Um, what else did I learn? Oh, how to, you know, customize your um, toolbar. Um, just, you know, little front, not little, but like the basic front end items as far as like navigating on how to customize it to your preference or your business process. Um, but once you start to go on the back end, um, which will be the second step, once you understand the front end, uh, I started to learn more of like how to create a record type or how to, you know, um, add fields into a page or how to uh, manage knowledge articles. There's just so many things. I know when I first started, it was a bit overwhelming, but the more you just, you know, get in and get your hands dirty, it's like playing, it's like learning a new game to play. I feel like sometimes when I go into the sandbox, I feel like I'm like playing a game. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's user-friendly. Like it's not difficult. I try to tell people all the time, just try it out. Just log into the cool part about Trailhead is that it's super informational, but if you're, if you don't like to read, you can all always go into the sandbox and just, you know, view it for yourself. Like you can actually like create a record or you can create um, an object or a page that you can do whatever you're curious about doing. Like you have all um, all the rights to do that inside the sandbox. So um, if you're interested in Salesforce, I would highly recommend creating a Trailhead account. It takes about two minutes, less than two minutes. You can just simply link it to your Google account and um, just start from uh, anywhere, literally just start clicking around, start reading around. And Trailhead has a unique way of guiding you through, um, you know, just how to navigate from like the basic things that you need to know and kind of like expanding your skill sets from there. So it's a great, 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 great resource. And shout out to Salesforce for even having that available because I haven't seen anything like that ever <laughs> to be honest so yeah right and um shout out to you for for shouting that out because one of the questions i was going to ask you is um how do they get started on trailhead um and i was going to ask in your opinion a person coming from whatever profession they were in how yeah, i want to say maybe you'll say the word is feasible or you know how realistic there you go let's say how realistic is it for someone coming from a different type of career or let me back up let me back up because this is what i like to do i don't like to just have people do stuff just because it could be lucrative or something right i tend to ask like you know based on 
a person's interest, like what they may be interested in or like doing at a job or in their personal life, I kind of try to sometimes align them to what they could do in the tech world. Mm-hmm. So, so I would say based on that, what type of people have you, would you think or you know for sure probably have a good shot at transitioning to using Salesforce and being successful as like making like a career pivot? Yeah, sure. Um, so I wouldn't say it's Salesforce is limited to any sort of background. I would say if you are motivated, if you are a self learner, and if you're interested in learning a new skill, just start with Salesforce. Honestly, you can like once you understand Salesforce, you could work with within the fashion industry, you can work within the oil industry, like whatever your interest is, you can find a way to bridge that gap. But I feel like you definitely have to have that like willingness to be able to learn. And like a lot has to do with, you know, having, creating that time and, um, well, yeah, creating that time to be willing to teach yourself. Cause a lot of what I know about Salesforce is, is self-taught. Like I, Personally, there's there's actually a lot of courses available, but I like to just take my time and read and just go at my own pace. Um, that's that works well for me. But for the next person, it may work better if you choose a course. But just, you know, having that creating that time to really just um, be willing to learn a new skill set. Um, if you fall into that category, then Salesforce is for you. <laughs> Appreciate that breakdown uh, because uh, in my Problem. ebook, I tell people, even though my ebook is about cybersecurity, it could apply to all facets of getting into tech or whatever because the concepts stay the same. My right. concepts just happen to be geared to getting a role in cybersecurity. But right. I, I told people, hey, you know, it's cool. You want to do all the glamour roles, but don't be afraid to niche down because you can niche into something and be straight. You become a subject matter expert, you know early on just because you got so much hands-on experience with something so i think it's pretty cool that we are discussing it's like a particular software um that i think it's probably game market share uh recently just because i've seen i've been seeing salesforce everywhere like um can you tell us what type of industries or maybe or we could do it to like this and say where you've used it at like for clients or something like that for salesforce like you know, what type of industry would like would use it? Because I know sometimes that may be a way somebody can get into Salesforce. They could probably reach out to somebody that may be working at the company already using Salesforce and say, hey, I'm interested in learning this. Um, how do I start? Yeah. Or how can I shadow you or something like that? Right. Yeah. So um, my background earlier is heavily uh, within the health industry. I have a very heavy biology um, background. So um, I kind of just fell into the health industry, just being that, like, that's what I pretty much studied. Um, so you would see a lot of like, um, you know, companies within that industry using Salesforce as their, um, central CRM platform, whether it may be a hospital or a drug manufacturing company or a medical device company, um, most of those companies are, you know, if they're not already using Salesforce, they're definitely, you know, have that in their pipeline to implement as their central platform. Um, but I, I currently work for a consulting group and I know that Salesforce, um, a lot of our clients, um, falls into either the healthcare industry or the higher education industry. So if you're interested in maybe working for a university, um, or connecting with, you know, Anyone that you may know that works in that sector, um, just ask them, hey, is your university using Salesforce? And, you know, just kind of connect the dots. Like, honestly, there's there's not really a straight path into landing a career into Salesforce. You just have to get creative, honestly, just um, create a network, utilize any resource available to you. Um, but to answer your question, I've seen Salesforce most heavily used within the healthcare and higher education industry. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, 
because it's people, you know, these essential workers in healthcare and things like that. Like they ain't trying to be going to work and stuff like that. So they trying to right. find different <laughs> ways to to pivot out. I know one of my friends is a nurse, and um, I was sending her some stuff uh, that I saw on my timeline about a nurse pivoted. I don't know. She pivoted using Salesforce or something else to a BA role or something. I don't know, but you know, she was able That's to dope. do some, you know, similar. But yeah. I appreciate that, guys. So I'm telling you, I need to listen because this is free game that you're not gonna get in school. They just gonna tell you to keep going to school. <laughs> they ain't gonna, gonna tell you. you. <laughs> uh, so, oh, also, you've been saying CRM a lot. I don't think you've explained what CRM is. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I can so take CRM. a guess at it. Wait, let me take a guess. Go ahead. <laughs> customer, I got two guesses. Customer relationship management. Easy. <laughs> that's it? Easy, yeah. That's okay. it. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, whenever you think of a business, like a business needs customers in order to operate, and they need a way to manage those relationships within um you know, between their business and their customers. So it's just like a central platform to manage any relationship, like whatever relationship you could possibly think of. Salesforce has a solution, um, whether it may be out of the box or a customizable solution that is available to manage that relationship. Like I know in the past, um, when, um, let's say you're going to the doctor's office, um, you probably had like a folder for what all of your information on there. Um, but you know, all that's gone, like everything is digital. So that's when, you know, Salesforce is the, the new digital experience that, that just works as far as like, you know, getting rid of any paper copies or folders or all of that, that we used to do maybe about 10 years ago and just everything is managed in the cloud. So, yeah. Nice, nice. That's that's dope. Um, because I know I remember like, and it's not really related to Salesforce, but I remember yeah. years ago I was thinking about trying to get into Epic, like just with the yeah. EHR stuff. But back mm-hmm. then, you could not get your hands on Epic unless you was at a hospital, right? Right. Which was crazy to me. I'm like, it's not hard. It's when Epic was to me was like gatekeeping. Like it would not let oh. you. Like I have a friend that works with Epic, and whenever they stop being camera shy, they're gonna have to come on here. <laughs> but um, yeah. I appreciate that. Now, um, no now for like some, uh, I guess some um, insightful stuff. Far yeah. as I, I, I tend to ask people this, like based on their different uh, freaking career paths or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> professions. That's better. Yeah. But realistically. What are like the salaries like for like Salesforce where it can go from either, you know, entry, mid-level, senior and what on past that kind of. And since I think your things that you're based in a DFW area, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, I know like Salesforce, you can be remote or whatever, but because I always like to give people realistic numbers that they possibly mm-hmm. could think of, like what they possibly make. Because some people will think, well, somebody said I go do this stuff in Salesforce and I'm going to do, you know, X, Y, Z. I'm like, eh, don't always work like that. You might just, (laughs) that person might just looked up into a good situation. Right, right. Yeah. So personally, I haven't done an in-depth market research, but I do have an idea um, just based off of experience of what I've seen so far. So the numbers may be a little off, but um, from what I've seen, it's pretty accurate. Um, So as far as like entry level salary. So these, this would probably be like a BA role, business analyst role. Um, you should expect the salary from about 65 to 80 K. That's <laughs> a large range, but it, it should definitely fall into that. That's with little to no experience. Um, you're not certified as an admin yet. Um, you, that's just your first row into the tech industry. You're just getting your feet wet. That's what you should expect. Um, and it's so interesting because there's you. 
there's just so many ways you can, you could grow really, really fast with Salesforce. So I would say for someone who is a fast learner, who's gained a lot of experience within that first year, um, and who also became a um, certified administrator, you could expect like a 20 to 40 K increase after your first year. Um, so that will put you at about 80 to 105 K a year, um, as your, you know, your total compensation. Um, fast forward another year, um, you could, <laughs> let's say you received, um, your service cloud certification. Um, you have two years of experience now. Um, what else? You have two certificates. Uh, you moved into a row. Let's say you're like maybe a product manager, product owner, project manager. Um, I would say an additional 20 to 40 K increase. So that'll put you at about a hundred and a hundred K to roughly. Sorry, I'm, my number, my math is a little off, but I would say average hundred to 130 K a year. And this is all. This is the non-technical route, by the way. So with Salesforce, you can take the non-technical route or the technical route. And I'll actually explain that because I get asked this question quite a lot. So if you are interested in, um, <laughs> yay, free game. <laughs> but yeah, now if you're interested in Salesforce and you're not interested in learning how to code, um, that will be the non-technical route. And Roles that are included in a non-technical route are business analyst roles, um, UX, UI designer. Um, you can become a scrum master or product manager. Um, all these roles fall under um, the non-technical route, but it's still a technical role, but you're just not required to, you know, learn how to code in the coding Um language that Salesforce uses is Apex. So if you're not interested in doing that and just, you know, learn the fundamental, the fundamentals of Salesforce, as far as like how to, um, build out a process using a process builder, um, or just learning how to do anything that is out of the box. Um, and once you start to learn more about Salesforce, you'll learn more about like out of the box, um, build or versus customization builds. However, if you're wanting to go down the technical route, so these will include roles like um, engineers, solution um, solutions architects, um, testers, uh, what else? Solutions architect testers. Um, I think that's for the most part, that's all that I can think of right now. Um, there's probably more, but Definitely engineers, solutions architects, and test testers. Um, that would be down the more technical route. So these roles get paid, I would say, probably 25% more than the non-technical roles. But they would require you to, you know, just, I won't say do more work, but really understand, like, the back end and technical side of Salesforce. So that's your interest if you feel like you already have coding experience and learning a new language wouldn't be too difficult and you just want to dive into that area, um, you should expect a starting salary. Let's say you're an engineer. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would, okay, let me say, I'll say about 85K as a starting salary. However, the way that Salesforce is designed, um, I, I don't really imagine anyone ever like just jumping into a solutions architect role. Like you, no matter how smart you are or what kind of background you have, like you still have to understand the fundamentals of Salesforce. So you still have to start from like an admin role to really understand like just basic configurable items. And then from the admin role, then you could, you know, pivot into or you can make up your mind whether you want to go down a non-technical tra track and or the technical track. But I know that was a little bit all over the place. But to sum it up, for someone who's going down a non-technical track, expect a starting salary from about 60 to 85K a year and expect to grow your salary about 20K, 20 to 30K 
each year. If you're open to, you know, learning and expanding your certs and just constantly expanding your network. If you go down the technical route, expect the starting salary of about 85 to 105K a year and the same type of increase. Um, the key to um, really growing in your Salesforce career is like constantly um, like learning new skills as far as like, not new skills, but just actually, yeah, constantly growing your skill sets because the more skills, skill sets you have, the more, um, the more, the better your likelihood of getting, receiving a new cert. So with Salesforce, you're constantly learning, like, no matter if you're already certified, you still have to maintain your certs um, within um, Trailhead. That takes about two hours, um, but that's only required, I believe, once a year. Um, but, you know, the goal is to always continue to grow. So I don't imagine anyone wanting to uh, remain at a single row. But, yeah, those are the numbers. <laughs> hey, let me let me do this for you real quick. <laughs> That's what I was doing while you was talking. I had to get the gunshots for you because you pretty much laid that out and gave another answer about being technical and non-technical, which was something I was going to bring up because like for whatever reason, everybody just feels like you got to know how to code to be in tech and that could not be farther from the truth. Um, now, for people that want to do this, of course, we know they can use Trailhead. And you said learn the, the fundamentals. And like I said, I'm a I'm a sports guy. I always compare stuff to boxing. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, shout out to that boy Bud, Bud one on what you call it, last Saturday. But oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I caught the end. He gonna he gonna be he gonna be Errol Spence too. I don't know if you are Errol Spence fan or you might like no. the Charlo since you're in Houston from Houston. I don't keep up with boxing, if we're being honest. But they they not nobody to keep up with anyway, so you good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what would be let's okay? Let's say for instance, let's say let's say I'm a person and and um, I'm, my background's retail, right? Okay, like I'm gonna use me for example. Um, coming out of college, I worked at Target. But let's say I want to get into Salesforce, and I want to go non technical route. What would be some good projects that I could do, like put on my resume, far as like showing that I know how to utilize Trailhead and the fundamental things that I need to do, you know, on my job with Salesforce? Like, what could I do to to show that? Okay, so the unique thing about Trailhead is they have a pointing, a point system, and a badge system. So. The more um, modules that you complete, the more points you accumulate. And the more points you accumulate, the more badges you accumulate. So let's say you you just quit your target job. You're ready to learn Salesforce. This is week two after you already quit. And you spent about 40 hours a week um, just on trailhead. So at that time, you should expect to maybe have accumulated, I'll say roughly, um, let's say 5,000 points. And that will probably be equivalent to about 10 badges. So I would definitely include that information on um, my, my resume just to let them know like, hey, even though I have not formally worked in a Salesforce role, I have this amount of experience in the sandbox and I've accumulated um, these amount of points and these amount of badges. And you can even go as far as um, listing the badges that you um, have accumulated. Let me see if I could find a quick example of like badge names. Um, one second. Yeah, while you're doing that, I'm also on LinkedIn and I'm, I typed in Salesforce. Which came up mm -hmm. for like entry level alone, so like twenty eight thousand jobs. Oh, However, yeah, we know they slap entry level on everything on LinkedIn. So I was going to find <laughs> one. What would be right. a title that I could search besides just Salesforce? Because that's so broad that it, it gave me everything. Um, I would search Salesforce business analyst row. 
such as Salesforce business analysts. Okay. Uh, let's see. And just while you do that, I'll just call out like a couple of badges that I see on my profile here that I would like if I'm looking for a job, I would definitely include it maybe in my skills area. Um, but we have service cloud basics, sales cloud, Einstein, lightning experience, rollout, data modeling, API basics, user engagement. So whenever you complete um, all the modules within um, like this area, so user story creation, you earn a badge. So whoever, you know, is interviewing you, they would have like a good idea of once you start calling out those badges names, that'll, um, that'll be an area to like, that will resonate with them. And they'll be like, Hey, maybe this person does, um, have, you know, that drive to, you know, if you, if you work for yourself, like people will see that, like people just want people to work at their company who are self-driven and who will do work. So once you just start from there, start accumulating your badges, like that will ring the bell for itself. So Got you. So I appreciate that. And look, this is my first time doing this uh, in a podcast episode is doing this part because I feel like this is so unique of a software that people who are actually subscribed to the channel get an actual treat because we... Mm -hmm look at uh actual role to determine if and you know what we're gonna make this even smaller we're gonna do dallas uh or it could do the there we go let's do this let's make it easier all right let's see if this is an entry level one can you see the screen yes okay this says a mid senior level so that's not what we're looking for because i have entry level let's say we've got 26 things Business system support analyst. That's architects. So I know they ain't your level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. So uh, hmm. What is the campaign support and what that's not talking about SQL? So SQL, yeah. That looks like that's technical. Project Will something like this be like a little less? I mean, I know it's less technical. I don't know if it'd be entry level because of it's a project yeah. management role. But I mean, let's click it and see what it say who they're looking for. Okay, yeah, so people. this will be on the non-technical route. So if you're interested, um, if your goal is to become a project manager, um, what that role pretty much entails of is like managing the product um, development life cycle. So the way that, um, I typically work is under the agile methodology. So we constantly are delivering, um, user stories and we work with a team of engineers, testers, business analysts, business stakeholders. So within this role, you're pretty much overseeing that process to make sure that everything is getting delivered correctly. Everything is getting delivered on time. And um, you are making the best solutions for delivery. So if the business acts like, hey, we have this process in place that is just not working too well, like our users are having to click too many times to, mm -hmm. you know, submit the case. So we just want to minimize this process to where, you know, decrease the processing time by 50%. So you'll coordinate with the solutions architect and, um you know, confine the process to make it cleaner, shorter, and then you'll work with the rest of the team to just deliver that to production. So that's what this role is pretty much overseeing that entire process. So um, as far as Salesforce, it just really helps to understand like what Salesforce can can do and cannot do in this role. Um, it's important to know like whenever they're asking for a new request to know like, okay, Salesforce we can, you know, do this out of the box. We can simply create a process builder or um, some sort of system automation to deliver this request um, when, whenever you're communicating with the stakeholder. So I know a lot of people ask me personally, uh, personally about this type of role. So if you're interested, um, that's pretty much what it entails of. I mean, a lot more details. It's, it's a heavy role depending on the size of the company and the actual project that you're working on. Um, but it's interesting and it never gets boring. You never do the same thing um, twice. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So check this out. 
Um, I always don't really care about like this or this or even this because you can't say uh, they had it up here. This and then had <laughs> these these two bullet oh, points. Yeah. So I would tell people if I dismiss these two, it's like whatever. You can get right. past that with networking. But yeah. based on everything else you see, um, what do you feel about this job role? Does it still look entry level or is this mid level? Um, honestly, it just depends on the project. It could, it could be um, entry level. It could be mid level. Let me look into it. No, no, no. So this. This role specifically, I can tell just by reading the qualification bullet points that this is more of a mid-level role. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I if I'm looking for a role, I would still apply for it because a lot of times, you know, if you have certain certain skills and it doesn't match up with the role, um, let's say you just aced your interview, um, there's a chance that the interviewer will connect you to a role that's that fits your skill set. So I wouldn't let any of these numbers or experiences that they're asking for, you know, intimidate me or like run me away from the role. I would actually gravitate towards it if that's something that I'm looking to do um, at least within the next year or so. So I'll still shoot my shot personally. Dope. All right, so this is going to be the last one we do. We're going to see if it's actual entry level. Okay. Let's see. We know what it okay. says. Now, it says this a mid-senior level person right here. So maybe that could say that. But at the same time, everybody's definition of mid and entry right. is kind of different. Uh, right. I see this. Because I remember you was talking about this, like stories and all that type of stuff. Yeah, user stories. You'll definitely write a lot of user stories um, as a business analyst. Uh, let's see what else they have. Data flow, document, determine operational, business functions. If I'm if I'm looking for a business analyst, I would 100% apply for this. So if you're in Dallas, if you watch this, if this role is still available at diverse links, go ahead and apply for it. Um, I mean, I know they say mid-senior level, but they're going to shoot for the stars. So you got to shoot for the stars, too. Um, uh, actively participate in Scrum Agile. Yeah. So this and then on top of that, if you scroll up, I saw that it was a contract. So contract roles are great for entry level. Um, you see there the first. Um, yeah. So this would be a great example. I know it says mid-senior level, but again, um, as I'm reading through these bullet points, um, this is definitely some something that like someone who's entering into the tech field could, as a business analyst, could definitely do and learn. That was cool. Thanks for bringing that up. You're you're on mute. Yeah, no problem. Um, I just thought about it, like spare the moment because it's something I haven't did before, and I was yeah. like, well, for one, I'm going back to using this different software. Uh, I, I like it a lot. Uh, okay. But two, I was like, what can be something different that I give these people? Because I mean, I, a lot of us do this thing now. Shout out to all the content creators doing the interviews and stuff about tech roles and stuff like that. Shout out to like, you. <laughs> I, I love it. You're doing the Lord's work right now. Right. So, I mean, I think that is, you know, now somebody can go, oh, and guys that don't know, that was LinkedIn. Uh, I'll briefly ask you about your LinkedIn or how important do you think, you know, LinkedIn is when it comes to getting a job? Uh, what's your viewpoint on that? Uh, yes, I would say LinkedIn is extremely important. I've gotten all of my jobs through LinkedIn um, from when I graduated. I received my <laughs> shout out to LinkedIn. <laughs> um, I received my first role. Um, it was a contract role on LinkedIn and every other role after that was through LinkedIn. Of course, when I was applying, I still use others, um, you know, job hunting sites can't think of any at the top of my head right now, but honestly, LinkedIn is like my best friend now. <laughs> Look, so I, take advantage I, of it. Oh no, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I swear by it. Like if I was to just show, you know, my message inbox, people recruiters hitting you up at nine and 10 at night about positions, this last position, I'll put it like this. I'm going to tell everybody this, you know, I, I consider myself a vet in the game. 
when you get the experience, you don't have to find a job. The jobs find you. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep it like that. So I know sometimes who's on certain social media sites faking the funk, you know. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you for pretty much telling everybody about LinkedIn. And uh, yeah. maybe, hey, if y'all interested in Salesforce, you probably can connect with her on LinkedIn. Yes. Uh, I would say if you do have a question, make sure you actually research it first before asking her something that you could just Google. Um, we hate that. Mm-hmm. I, I swear I hate it. I tell people all the time, it, I'm not going to answer any more type of <laughs> consultation type of messages you send me in my Twitter request because I'm like, no, you, you could at least look some stuff up. Right. Okay, I take all questions. Sometimes when I'm asking questions, I feel like it's a stupid question, but I do get asked a couple of questions where I'm just like, hmm. Yeah. They could have Googled that. I'm going to go Google it. And now I I learned something new. So, (laughs) yeah. Well, for me, because, like, for example, so this is what I do now. Uh, Anybody who's thinking about doing a VIP coaching thing with me, my first task for everybody is is automated. It's like, hey, it's a discover your path. Uh, task which That's I have so. to actually update, but it forces you, to, it forces them to research what they want to do, look right. at the roles, look at the certs, and and everything else that's connected to that. So it sticks with them, opposed to me just telling them something. Because I talked to somebody, it's like, yeah, I remember the first time we talked about it, but now that I did the thing, I wrote it down and stuck with me. I know it did because you have to look it up, just like in the right, old school. Right. We didn't have mm-hmm. phones or nothing. You know, my mama said, "Hey, look it up in a dictionary. You'll remember it longer." Right, and you know, that holds true. So that's that's my method on it. I don't think any question is dumb, but I could tell if effort wasn't applied and you're just right. asking me questions. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not. Like, I don't want to be mean, but at work, you can't just keep on asking questions without trying to do something before you get stuck. So that's right. what I'm trying to get people to. Like, do what you can and somebody help you do what you can't. I'm put that on the shirt. 100%. 100%. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I, you really put everybody, you know, on a, a lot of game. The last thing we're going to touch on is be a little spicy. Spicy. Uh, the last couple of days on Twitter have been freaking crazy with uh, <laughs> people hating on tech Twitter, people that sell things and the others that don't. And it's just, it's, it's, it's stupid. Um, like one of my observations is, you know, you, sometimes you got a loud person in the room. Specifically, mm-hmm. I'm tired of spaces. Like everybody don't deserve to have a space. Just like everybody don't deserve to have a YouTube or a voice. Mm-hmm. Right. But you have people that don't really have enough skin in the game trying to tell people kind of what to do, which is cool. You can help out, but you hadn't seen enough to always to know what you know. Just like I know everything I know ain't the only way to get somewhere. And I'm never right. going to be so sure in that. I'm the first person to tell somebody if they ask me about something I'm not familiar with. Hey, that's not what I do. But I know somebody who's good at that. You know, contact them or let me look at that up for you. But right. these people are in there just being loud, hating on content creators and not understanding like different things. Like the, the whole, most of the things about now, the good content creators that we can't help everybody. Mm-hmm. So if we at least make something that we can sell, it can help you at your own pace and it's easy to do. Because right. that's the reason why I started automating my things and why I'm doing yeah. the, the ebooks pretty much done. I just got to edit it. But that's because I like talking to people, but I got tired of doing the same consultation like right. three, four times a day, the same questions. And it can get tiring. And I didn't see too much benefit from that. So mm-hmm. it's like, let me just give these people a whole couple of weeks or months of a couple of sessions of me coaching in a book. Right. And so I don't think there's nothing wrong with somebody doing that because your your expertise and the thing is people mm-hmm. get mad about charging, but you're paying for people's time. Mm-hmm. And everything that you see on YouTube is not good info. I don't care if it's right. free or not. You you don't know what you don't know. So, of course, if you don't know anything, oh, I did this and this and this. I got this on YouTube. Right. Cool. Some of them guys ain't never did what they said they did. <laughs> I'm right. just I'm just keeping it honest. Son. You got people repeating talking points from other places. I'm just like, just relax. Everybody can be successful. If you want to help people and they don't want to have to pay for resources, cool. But at the end of the day, you still can go pay for that cert or that other stuff or the study material. 
But yet, uh-huh. you know, and I'm just have to call it out. When it's us want to sell stuff, that's when it's the issue. All Anybody right. don't look like me or whatever, they ain't got no problem paying. But right. now, I, now I want to charge something, and it's an issue. I'm like, and the thing is, people are charging way less than what you have to pay going to school. I don't see what the issue is. Uh-huh. I spent a lot of money on that master's degree, you know, and you didn't. I don't even tell people they got to go to school. If I did, uh-huh. I'd be gatekeeping. I don't care. I like whatever way you can get in, get in. I'm, I'm not uh-huh. for you spending all that money. But that's how I feel about it because I see that's why that's really how I end up finding you as a space. You spoke. It's like, yeah, I'm doing sales. I'm like, cool. That's why I actually joined it, though. I end up I found you. And then uh, the other young man, I don't know if you remember a guy who was talking about, you know, he was having issues like getting callbacks and stuff like that. I actually just Mm -hmm. I hooked him up. Not not, I'm not bragging, but I like I hooked him up for free for just reviewing his resume, because a lot of times. Oh, nice. I love it. People are ready to. Kind of quit. I know some people just ready to quit, like on their journey and stuff like that. But it's just some things that they don't know is why like stuff not working for them. And when right, I saw right. it, I totally understood why he, you know, he wasn't getting any hits. And it was like five minute process. That's that's what kind of most right. of my people are is the fact that I don't believe the resume has to be super fancy, smancy, but it needs to highlight the things that you're best at in a concise right. manner under seven seconds. If right. not. And you don't build a relationship with that recruiter, they're on and gone to the next applicant. And you're just wondering, ain't nobody calling me back. <laughs> and I look at it, I say, like, oh, I see why. This right. don't even line up with what you're applying to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I said I would say this to to the, the Twitter people. Y'all need to relax. Uh, I don't think I'm joining those spaces for a while. Uh, I think I'm yeah. just, <laughs> I, I put a, I think I tweeted, I said, I'm spaced out. <laughs> and um, one of the things I don't like is some of the people, they get different roles or they try to tell people, like, you know, I came from help this. So I always got mm-hmm. a soft spot for people that do it. And I don't like when people talk down on it because truth be told, help this people do uh, a lot of work <laughs> most of the time that they don't really get paid helpful. for. <laughs> right. And they don't really get paid for it. And you got other people trying to talk down on it. I'm like, it's OK if somebody starts to help this because they're getting the foundation. Now, I ain't going to tell right. them that guy stayed there for a long time. Some people just want some IT experience. Right, and right. So, that's what I feel like. Because, I mean, sure, you can have, look, somebody could do help this for Salesforce. You know what right. I'm saying? That could be their way of getting into different stuff at Salesforce. So, that's why I don't really mm-hmm. knock nobody hustle. We all started off somewhere. Right. Um, so, what, I mean, what's your what's your take on, on this Twitter stuff? Um. So, I'll be quite honest. I'm not really intertwine with all of the Twitter noise. Like I, yeah. I definitely see it for someone who's not even like too into Twitter for me to even like see it that heavily. Like I know it's like, it's loud, like, but me, I, I just like my quiet space, but, um, I, I did join two spaces, um, for the first time ever last week. And I did listen to a lot of feedback. Um, and, It was, it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, and my, my thoughts were honestly, if you're, I mean, I think it it, it was, if the audience could be for people, well, the audience was for people who were interested in tech and people who have already, you know, created their career in tech and have been, you know, in the industry for five plus years. Um, but my takeaway is that if you're, if you're interested into tech, don't let anything discourage you. Um, like anything that you see on Twitter, anything that you may hear, like, don't let anything discourage you. Like if you just look around your environment, like everything is like heavily intertwined with technology. Like our, our lives are technology. Like they're creating an entire universe um, well, metaverse, um, and that's technology based. So it's just like, why not integrate yourself into this like economy that's heavily tech based, um, while you have the opportunity to do so? Like, yes, um, I understand that you may not know how to, and you're still looking for the resources, but with anything like consistency is key. Like, if you just keep your eye, on the prize, um, 
like, and just stay with it. Like, I think this is a great time for our, for us, for our people to actually have a voice in, you know, the future. Like, if you look at politics, uh, when that was probably being, you know, cultivated years ago, they, you know, people of our color weren't thinking about, you know, joining that or just didn't have that access or resource. So now that we do, it's just like, this is a, a great area to join and just to have a voice in and, um, a great time to start. Um, don't think, don't ever feel like it's too late. And for the people who have been in the industry, um, for years, I'd say just keep encouraging people, honestly. Like, um, it's obvious that we're underrepresented in this area heavily. So it's just like, um, you're <laughs> bringing someone else into the industry or helping someone else or providing the resources will not impact you negatively in any type of way. Um, it's not going to dim your light or anything. Like if you're a star, you're going to keep shining. Just, it's just another star added. Um, so just my advice is just continue to, um, encourage and motivate people in any way that you can. And, um, yeah, like I'm all about positivity. So I don't, I, I can't sell out neg- negativity, whether they be noise or just any form of negativity. I don't hear it. Um, so I'm just for, you know, moving forward. So moving the people forward, moving us forward. So if you're interested, don't get discouraged. Just keep going. Find that resource that's going to help you. Um, it's out there. Like it's 100% out there and it's multiple resources. So just continue looking if you haven't found it. Um, and if you're in tech, just continue to encourage people like you, (laughs) you know, what's like, so, you know, the opportunities that exist. So it's just like, why not? Literally, why not? And that's my take on it. Yeah. Like for me, I'm this is the last part. I'm speaking on it. Uh, I self proclaim myself like already. It's like not really big bro, but I'm like all my women content creator friends that I talk to on a regular I don't like, cause it always be some, sometimes it be women, but I don't like when it be guys coming at them weird so i always tell them like straight up i was like well direct them to me because i got smoke because i don't <laughs> like that like even if i have a tiff or something with a woman content creator i'm not gonna make it public i said something one time about a content creator i was being vague about it as only because we was on the subject about uh think like paying people who not don't qualify or something but it uh-huh. honestly it was just a that was all i said and i left it at that it wasn't no need to tag them or anything because people knew and a lot of people missed <laughs> me about it but i wasn't finna go at a woman which i never do but i don't like the guys to be brave and, and doing too many theatrics when it comes to women i was like the energy is never the same with us like i don't have them problems with people trolling me and stuff like that because men know like if it's a line you cross and then it's gonna go a different way but they feel right. like they can do women like that, and I don't like that. So I'd be like, hey, send them my way because mm-hmm. I, I got time. I got to get that sound bite to say, today I got time because. <laughs> Look, <laughs> as women, I feel like we should just always keep it classy, stay gracious, and focus on your paper. <laughs> yeah. But see, I, I understand a lot of y'all, shout out to y'all. Like, I think. You know, I think y'all making the fellas work hard because a lot of the, you know, I think it's more women trying to transition and take than like a lot of fellas. But the women try I to feel do like that. Guys shy away from it, honestly. Like they shy away from asking questions. Uh, women are more vocal. Like women are going to ask as many questions as needed, but guys typically shy away from that. Is what I'm noticing a little. Yeah. But I was going to say the the women try to stay classy and stuff like that. But I mean, based on how women are made up, it's hard to do because y'all aren't made to go through that with people. Like y'all are going to get defensive and y'all are going to try to clap back. And then y'all are like, you know what I'm saying? And y'all not meant to do that. Like the, the warrior, mm-hmm. I'm meant to right. go out there and, and slay the dragon, not you. Right, um, right. So I mean, it's just important to just know your role. Respect the boundaries on both sides and you know, keep Definitely. it moving. Let me see how this sounds real quick. But yeah, uh, I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to hold you long. This was, I mean, I feel like this is dope. 
definitely a good way to open up season two. Um, is there anything you want to tell people as far as I'm like following you or reaching out to you? I don't know why. Yes. Siri started um, doing something weird. I'm sorry, but I was saying, uh, is there anything you want to tell the people no about like how to reach out to you or follow you or um, anything else you want to tell the people? Yeah. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed it <laughs> as much as I did. I hope you enjoyed it, Henry. I think it was a great conversation. Um, but if you have any other questions, um, feel free to reach out to me. Follow me on Instagram, Rachel Deborah. Um, it's on the screen, R-E-C-H-E-L-D-E-B-R-A. Um, I answer all my DMs. I may take a couple of days or weeks sometimes, but I will answer you. Um Follow me on Twitter, Rachel Deborah, and I'm also dropping my YouTube video, uh, my first YouTube video before the end of this year. So if you want to take it there, subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Rachel Deborah again, and it will be very tech, tech friendly. So I'm going to drop, continue to drop a lot of gems on there, um, as I continue to grow my career, um, but yeah, um, again, if you're interested in tech, just go ahead and take that leap forward. Don't stop. Keep going um, and it'll all come full circle. Man, shout and out to shout you for to that. Henry. <laughs> this is great. It's, <laughs> it's actually Henri. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Henri. Oh, okay. But, well, um, Got it. <laughs> but yeah, guys, um, appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, this has been another episode of the Textual Talk. Y'all know what to do. Share. You know how to reach me on my social media. You know how to reach her. And you know we're going to get out of y'all here. We out.